1: The Rudy Giuliani Show.
0: This is Rudy Giuliani, and welcome to The Rudy Giuliani Show. Thank you, America, for joining us. So we begin with uh, the border. I believe that's uh, on everyone's mind. And, of course, the weekend was the uh, period of time in which Article 42 has now uh, really run out of extensions. It, It was really premised on... The emergency uh, due to due to the pandemic and really had outlived its uh, justification for sure. But in any event, it permitted uh, the immigration service to turn down asylum claims uh, without even uh, listening to them if they had any uh, concern about health. And it's hard to know because the statistics from that totally disorganized agency are very very difficult to discern and to determine how true or false they are, but many, many people were returned uh, using that method of doing it. However, with that, the estimate is that somewhere near 6 million people have illegally entered the United States since the terrible day that uh, Joe Biden took the oath of office. That is a record uh, by three times... I'm not comparing him to Trump now. I'm p- comparing to all American presidents, any American president. No American president has utterly given up the border the way he has. We don't have a southern border. So the, the, uh, in the week before Article 42 ran out, uh, we had record numbers coming in for that week. Uh, total just in one part of Texas was 68,000, but um, it was you know two to three times more during that two-week period now with the law having changed and with uh, really a great deal of um, of confusion about w- what the process is it's a comp- complex one the um the numbers coming in have gone down considerably i think because people are being ca- they're being careful about this new law until they know how to exploit it uh but there are large, large numbers of people that are gathered on the other side of the border in Mexico, obviously under the control of the Mexican cartels, as are most of the people who come in. Remember, they're ushered in not by us, but by the Mexican cartels. That's going to continue. They're going to continue to come in, but they're going to be encouraged now to apply for asylum. before they come into the United States, there are going to be uh, offices set up in Mexico and other places where people can go and make their asylum claim before they come into the United States. And then if they do, if they do come in to the United States, uh, not having done that, they'll be presumed ineligible for assignment and uh, could be deported unless they can meet a new heightened standard showing we don't know what. Now, this is the reason why things have frozen a bit at the border. Nobody knows what the Biden people are going to do with this. If their um, past actions are there any indication of what they're going to do now, things aren't going to change very much. Uh, the people who, who who apply for asylum outside the United States – will probably be given it and allowed to come in. Uh, Those who don't apply and come in, who are therefore presumed, are presumed ineligible for asylum, can still be given asylum. And you know they are going to be. They're going to be given at least a hearing on asylum. And once they get the hearing, they're here. Because the hearing is uh, put off for a year, or two years, or three years. So let's say, the person comes in, didn't apply for asylum, gets picked up. He's presumed ineligible for asylum. Let me read the rest of it, though. Unless he can meet a new heightened standard. He's going to say, I can meet the heightened standard. Give me a hearing. Yes, we'll give you a hearing. When's the hearing? 2027 is the hearing. And what do I do until then? Oh, you know, go to New York. That's the best place. That they offer the most. They're the best sanctuary city. I didn't go to Chicago or Philadelphia or stay in Texas or whatever so I, I predict that when this works its way in and the um, and the cartels and the manipulators figure it out it's gonna be there's gonna be gig- gigantic numbers coming in as, as has already been uh, uh, predicted and uh, then all, all of the special rules with children still exist if children come in they have to be allowed to stay here then you know you know you know what happens then they uh make a plea for their, their parents to come in and their parents come in even though the children have come in uh, illegally the children are used as bait as hooks or they're used for human trafficking which we don't seem to really care about at all so let's see what happens right now right now uh it's not doing much good because just from the last 2 weeks for example in uh El Paso Texas the shelters or the, the, the places they're kept are over hundred twenty percent occupied and therefore uh, the, the immigration service let the people out they let them out they don't they don't know who they are they have no idea who they are they could these people could have been let out of jails in Venezuela or someplace else but they let them out that go all around El Paso a federal judge, issued an injunction, and another federal judge lifted it, and I don't know exactly where that stands right now, but it, <laughs> it tells you what the inclinations of the Biden administration are. This is the guy who stood at the Democratic Convention, Biden, and said, come on, sir, the border. we'll let you in and we'll make you citizens. And that is what they're counting on. Meanwhile, it's a disaster in New York. They're taking the Roosevelt Hotel, which is one of the oldest and most beautiful hotels in New York. It's seen better days, but it's a hotel actually that was was uh, um, being considered for sale just a couple of years ago in a major renovation. Uh, but now you can forget it. They're going to fill it with uh, illegals right in the middle of Manhattan. Even though, uh, for example, at the Stewart Hotel, we've already had two major incidents where drunken uh, fights broke out and, Uh, A great deal of violence, uh, you know, took place. So, you know, we should be realistic about, I, I know we want to be humanitarian and we want to be kind and we want to be generous, and we should. But we should also realize that these are not people that have been vetted, except by criminals. So you're going to get more than your fair share of difficult people, mentally ill people, criminals. People who are here for a criminal purpose, to move drugs or to move children. The, the, the group that is guiding this process is organized crime, meaning the Mexican cartels. So you're not going to get the best distribution of people in this group. So you stick them at the Roosevelt Hotel in the middle of downtown Manhattan, 850 of them, you're going to have problems. As they've had already at the Stewart Hotel. And goodbye Roosevelt Hotel. Used to be the headquarters, believe it or not, of the Republican, Manhattan Republican Party. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's where I won my first election and lost my first election. It's where I won the primary, the Republican primary in 1989 and lost to David Dinkins in 1989. That's where we, we had the... The victory party and the sad party, uh, which we became a victory party four years later. Now, also, you should know uh, what uh, uh, Dr. Maria and I have been saying for quite some time, and I, I will have her on in the next segment uh, to 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 uh, to uh, to talk about the, the horrible case uh, involving uh, the United States Marine who is being treated like a criminal when he should be treated like a good Samaritan, which is what he was. Um, but in in any in any event, uh we've warned that, you know, terrorists are going to come in because the Mexican cartels have been in business with ISIS and the other Islamic terrorist groups for over 20 years, 25 years. And now now they got a great chance of sending people in because nobody's getting checked except by the cartels. So even if they, even if they're in the group that's apprehended, the chances are they're going to get through. But remember, there's a group that doesn't get apprehended. They just come in. So they're going to probably have a disproportionate number of the terrorists because they get, they're going to try to come in that way. But even in the group that they did, where they did pick up people, they have, they're starting to see much larger numbers of people from the Middle East, including, um, just in March, 69 non-U.S. citizens on the terrorist watch list. I don't believe there's ever been a month like that since we had such a thing. So the, 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 the thought that the number of terrorists coming into this country has exponentially increased as a result of open borders is not just a thought, it's a reality. And, and why wouldn't it? I mean, if you were the head of a terrorist group or an organized crime group, and just uh, you, you will take advantage of it, as the Chinese will. The Chinese will send in uh, intelligence agents and undercover agents, and people people can prey on the on the Chinese that are here, as part of those police stations that they have all around all around the country. So, <sighs> Mayorkas was on television yesterday. I'm not going to play a clip of his. It's ridiculous. I just I can't play that many lies. He uh, he patted himself on the back for the extraordinary job they have done on the mic. They have done an extraordinary job. They're they're destroying American cities. They're just just go ask uh, the the homeless people in New York or the veterans who have been thrown out so that the uh, so that so that these illegals can have nicer places than we give to uh, to our own people. You know, a whole group of veterans were thrown out uh, of 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 several hotels in order to make room for them. Uh, they're going to go live on the street. These people are going to have nice, cozy beds and the Roosevelt Hotel. Man, no wonder they, no wonder they pick New York. I mean, Abbott has said from the beginning, and you know, he's right. I don't pick New York for them. I've got, I've got, if I sent everybody that picked New York, I'd send about half the people there. I've only sent about four or five thousand out of the 60 or 70,000 that we have. Adams makes New York a very desirable place. It's still a sanctuary city. You'd think at this point he'd remove the designation of sanctuary city because, among other things, it makes it look ridiculous that he's complaining or that he wants to send them somewhere else that is not a sanctuary city. I mean, between him and Biden, they are doing one hell of a job in destroying this city. We'll be back uh, very shortly, and we'll have Dr. Maria with us.
1: Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple. Podcast Network.
0: Welcome back to the Rudy Giuliani Show, and welcome to Doctor Maria. After a really good show yet yesterday, I wanted to fo- follow up because we had gotten pretty deep into the into the this whole situation with Sergeant uh, Pen- uh, Penny, um and that's what he is a marine was yes. you know, retired Marine yes. Sergeant. Spent
2: four years in the Marine Corps honorably, a good person. Saw people in distress, saw a man threatening in threatening behavior, and people were scared. And he restrained well, well, that, that person the best way well, he knew man, how. He this, didn't have intention not, of killing right, anyone. That's not
0: right, Doctor. This man was a, I mean, let's, I mean, let's listen, uh, let's, let, let let's listen to his attorney, uh, with Al Sharpton, uh, t- I mean, t- I just telling, let's go to number 11. Let's just listen to a little piece of that. Throughout his life, he was determined to make other people happy, and that's what he did. That's why he sung. That's why he danced. That's why he stayed in New York. That's why he was at 42nd Street, um, entertaining people and making them smile because he had a hard time smiling
2: now, this person
0: speaking was
2: <laughs> – who was he, actually? Who well, was he the did, person he did, speaking?
0: That's his lawyer, and okay. he, was, he was pointing out that he loved to make people happy. That's why he broke the 67-year-old woman's jaw. Yeah, well, that's why talk- he beat the living daylights out of a 70-year-old man. That's why he kidnapped a child, and that's why the day before this, he was attempting to throw someone on the subway, as well as the day that this happened. I just read the prosecutor who was trying to prosecute Penny. What he says actually happened. He said nearly entered the F train at the second avenue stop where riders, does the guy wants to make everybody happy? Observed him making threats and scaring passengers. He wants to make everybody happy. No,
2: Jordan Neely has a sordid past, and they keep talking about when he was much younger, before his schizophrenia was in full bloom. He would uh imitate Michael Jackson, apparently, but he's had a very violent, recent past that they're ignoring. You named some of the things that had happened. He punched a 67-year-old to make so a happy. hard to make a happy. in the face. He
0: wanted to make a happy lawyer warrior warrior he wanted to make her happy
2: attempting now? to kidnap a 7 year old what was he going to do with them make him? her happy now he obviously he has um probably paranoid schizophrenia he has been do- diagnosed with schizophrenia probably not taking his medication definitely a threat to society so he needs to be in a well, mental he's the institution one who che- he's
0: going to check himself out and his family didn't do a damn thing about it
2: well, we talked about this on Sunday I kind of stayed like off Ke- the family because we yeah. don't know how much they've done right yeah, well, His yeah mother well, we know they didn't murdered. take them in <laughs> right but they want I want you to have take them in they you, take them in <laughs> in my medical profession one of the hardest people to control are schizophrenic
0: well they didn't want them
2: <laughs> right probably because he was so, violent he threatened so to kill the grandfather out, so they
0: let him out they let him well, yeah well we pray definitely else.
2: have a uh, broken mental health system we're almost afraid to say someone needs to be probably locked up you for know the rest we, act, of their life. we act
0: we act like it's broken for some mystical reason that we can't figure out it's really simple why it's broken the stupid liberals let all the crazy people out of the mental institution. Well, yeah, they that's think it's, it's a violation it's
2: of their rights to lock them up, but isn't it a violation of every innocent person? Well, but
0: innocent people don't count. Yeah. Innocent people don't count. I mean... the, the It's the,
2: it's a here, sad here, case. I mean, it here, really here, is.
0: Here's another stupid thing that his lawyer said, which um, actually indicates the reason why uh, uh, Mr. Penny is innocent. Go to number 10. No one on that train asked Jordan what's wrong? How can I help you? Now how they get how, how are they gonna help him? He was throwing he was throwing garbage at them and I just read to you what the district attorney said. He said nearly entered the F train at the second Avenue stop where riders observed him making threats and scaring passengers. So these scared passengers are supposed to say, Oh, Mr. Neely, can we help you and get hit with the garbage?
2: Right. They're not social workers. And by the way, this thought that when people call the police to send a social worker first is not going to work in most instances. Again, from my medical expertise,
0: social worker, to ask this
2: gentleman in a heightened state of...
0: Use your words.
2: Yeah, in a heightened state of manic... Can I help you? What's wrong? You're not going to get a nice answer. What you're going to get is probably F you. Get out of my way. I'm going to punch you in the face. And so it's a sad situation. I am sure this young man didn't intend to kill anybody. He was trying to restrain him to there's please. There's no Kane. indication.
0: There's no indication he was doing it for any other reason but to protect the other people. That's right. On and, uh, and people subway are
2: praising him. Can I tell you, Rudy, they're yep. afraid to give their names, but they are so praising him. Take in it. Saying, we saying to you. It. you Daniel Penny. A
0: couple million dollars worth. We'll be back very shortly.
1: The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani.
0: On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani show. Dr. Maria wanted to make another point that um, uh, on on this subject. on on this case with yeah, Daniel Penny. Uh,
2: a couple things. One, people on that train have come forward to the press saying we thank him, we're yep. appreciative of him. I wish he was on other trains where I got beat up and nobody was there to help there two,
0: me. Two people came forward that have been beaten up by this guy. Directly yeah, beaten up by him correct. and said, I, uh, a man and a woman, they said, I, I wish he had been there and I'd have been spared a, a broken jaw or a broken nose or whatever the heck and it was. And you
2: know what I resent? These race baiters like Al Sharpton trying to make this a white and black issue. I can tell already by the character of Daniel Penny, he would have tried to assist anybody who, regardless of who the perpetrator was, if it was a white guy, I am sure Jen, Daniel... Kenny would have tried to restrain him before he hit other
0: people. Yes. I mean, if you had the same same set of facts, yeah. white guy comes in, yeah. starts yelling and screaming, threatening people, saying, I don't care if I go to jail, throws garbage at them, uh, then takes his jacket off in a threatening way and throws it down as if he's going to go hit somebody as he's done in the past. And he probably was. Penny would have acted. He acted just at the right time before he could do damage. Look, look at what happened the other day. I bet they wish Penny was around. Three men were slashed on on the subway and subway station in Corona, Queens on early, early on Sunday by a man who quickly fled the scene. Yeah, they were very, very, you know, they were they, they were they were cut up. I yeah. bet, I bet they wished they. I, I bet they would have, you know, paid to have Fanny there.
2: Absolutely, and you know what's going to happen because Al Sharpton's now calling for. On the video, you see these two other young men who, you know, when when uh, Jordan Neely would put his arms up like he was going to fight, they would, you know, put the arms down. He now wants the police to go after these two two young men. Who's going to help in the future? If I saw if if someone's attacking my like say my daughter or granddaughters, I would hope a man standing by would intervene.
0: Yeah, and now we have are be afraid. And we've had situations where no one has, and there's been great criticism of that, as there should be. Let's go to Joe in 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 Flushing.
1: Hi, I am Hi, Joe. Uh, I want to make it quick because I know you're busy. That's okay. My question is that this man's arrest record, 52 arrests, goes back into the de Blasio administration when they had New York City thrive. $1.5 billion to take care of these mentally unfit people. And he was on a (laughs) watch list of one in 50. So they couldn't watch. For one in 50 people, $1.5 billion? I had
0: forgotten that, Joe. That is really a great point. Interesting. He was one of Just think of all the, unfortunately, all the people that are walking the streets that should be in mental hospitals that were let out by the liberals. I mean, nobody let these people out, but the liberals. Cuomo let them out. And uh, conservatives and Republicans have been against this forever. In fact, Daniel Patrick Moynihan was against this, even though he was a Democrat. That's when they had moderate Democrats. And in fact, you know, the mayor, to his credit, has tried to tighten this up and always met his resistance by his fellow Democrats Mm. in the state legislature. I mean, he's tried to, I mean, the the problem is these guys can walk themselves out.
2: You know what the irony of this is, Rudy? We're saying, you know, protect all these millions of innocent people, you're actually helping the person who is suffering from mental illness if you hospitalize them. Yeah, but the way they look at it is they want
0: they want these people to have rights. Rights you know, but these are people who don't know how to deal with rights Mm. because by the very nature of being paranoid schizophrenic, they're irresponsible. They're not they're not responsible for their behavior. They're gonna hurt themselves or they're gonna hurt they're gonna hurt somebody somebody else. So, I mean, they, you have to, you have to be, you've got to be in a situation where society can act contrary to what they want. If you let them guide the process, which is what they're doing, this is what you have happen. And it is remarkable. This is one of 50 people that was on the watch list and nobody was watching him and his family wasn't doing anything to help. You know, it reminds
2: me of the homeless people, Rudy. Homeless people who are Pooping and Where peeing on themselves, no dignity, right? No you went out and you made sure you picked up those people I off the street like with, my brother. with loving care, absolutely, to leave them on the streets in that kind of condition <laughs> is nothing but inhumane. You
0: know, the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal wrote, wrote a very nice editorial about Adams' program. He calls it something, Program B or Program D or whatever, because he sent social workers out as if as if this is New. I started that in, in 1994, and I pretty much wiped out homelessness with it. So don't act like this is something new. It's something that we did before. I've even written about it most recently, just a few years ago, to to suggest that de Blasio do it.
2: This is why wherever you go in New York City, they say, come back, man They act like Adams
0: <laughs> invented this. That's just exactly what we did. We sent a police officer with a social worker, and we said to the person, you can't sleep on the street. We basically ignored the stupid idea that you have a right to sleep on the street. You do not, or you have a right to. The city ha- must grant you a place to live. There's nothing in the Constitution that says we have to grant you a place to live. You've got to figure out how to get a place to live. So let's go to Sal in Staten Island.
1: Rudy, my friend, first of all, Happy Mother's Day! (laughs) Is that to (laughs) me, Sal?
0: Sal, that's for for Dr. Maria. The
1: wonderful Dr. Maria Ryan. (laughs) Thank you, Sal. I tried to get on yesterday, but as usual, you guys are such a a dynamic duo, you two. It's hard to get on the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We love our Sunday
1: show, and we love our audience.
0: Yep. We
1: love love you back. I'm going to hit you guys with. Some rapid fire. Make sure you're sitting down.
0: I'm, I'm sitting down. I got my I got my seatbelt on.
1: You better. Okay. It across your chest, too. You too, doctor. Okay, Any I got my it on. Point is this. If you um, take away their basic essential right of self-defense, these thugs will rape, molest, murder, loot, steal, anyone they want, knowing that anyone who helps the person being attacked or self-defense will be prosecuted, not them. What was he going to do with that seven-year-old girl? Sell her Girl Scout cookies? Right. Let me tell you something. I was involved a week before my brother, American Marine, Teddy, on the way to VA hospital, Rudy and Ryan, under an M-15 bus, and a guy was pounding on the front windshield on the side of the bus, trying to get into the bus, forcing the door open, threatening the driver. If She doesn't give him $1,000. He's going to get her. I called back to the 13 millennials in the back of the bus, middle of the bus, and said, Call cops 911. Call cops 911. And then he was threatening her. So I hoisted myself out of the wheelchair, brought my 111 pound blue nose, American blue nose, Italian master service dog. He's barking at the creep. I put my wooden cane just inside the door. You're not getting in. Go away. She's not bothering you. Get lost. All right. Long story short, he started taking his clothes off. Alto Mezzo giordino, high noon, a uh, Friday, a week before Penny, out of control on the way to VA hospital with Biden and Harris tried to close. Long story short, I told her, hit the horn and keep it on. Two NYCPD uniforms came. He threatened them, swing at them, they put the cuffs, I yelled to the door, guys, If the judge won't hold him on bail, have him held on psychiatric evaluation. You know something? I don't know if I'm going to do that again because I could have been arrested. Yeah, 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 you could have.
0: You are going to do it again. I know you. You are well, going to do it again, but a lot of other people aren't.
1: Well,
2: thank you, Sal. Sal, thank you God you for, bless you, and, Sal. By the way, I love your dog. Those yeah. dogs are awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, oh, also, also, Sal, you, you, but I know you, you wanted to make Thank you the,
2: the, for doing the right thing. You did yeah. the right yeah, thing. He did
0: the right thing. And, but he, but he, but he, he is right.
2: Yeah. People are going to be a afraid. A guy now. like Sal, yeah.
0: a guy like Sergeant Penny, uh, yep. you know, we know some people that would, that would right. do that. But uh, most people are not. Most people are going to be discouraged. I mean, even if, even if, as it should, uh, this case is dismissed or Penny is acquitted. Nobody wants to even go through the process.
2: Right. Never, you know, personal risk. You don't know whether you're going to be killed
0: actually defending well, of course. other person. I mean, it, it, the, the guy could have had a knife. I yeah. mean, how does he know the guy doesn't have yeah. a knife or a gun? Right. How does he know the guy doesn't have a gun? Yeah. He just pulls it out and boom. And yeah. as he's struggling, he gets killed. Wouldn't be the first time that wouldn't be the first time. Well, that, that Daniel
2: happened. Penny's lawyer has raised over two million dollars. From upstanding American citizens, most people too afraid to put their names, so they're anonymous donations. But writing nice notes good, to Dan. Good,
0: good,
3: good, 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 good. So let's go to Paula. Yes, uh, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call.
0: Always, Paul. Love to hear from
3: you. Oh, uh, thank you very much. Same. Back to you. Um, I am quoting something from the EPA.gov, the Environmental Protection Agency. And they have here that human activities are responsible for almost all of the increase in greenhouse gases in the atmosphere over the last 150 years. <laughs> and the largest source of greenhouse gas emissions uh, is from human activities. Now, why are we having millions upon millions of people coming into our country when we're trying to reduce our overall greenhouse gas emissions. That makes no sense. These people are going to need transportation. They're going to need housing, which increases our gas house emissions by using electricity, heating, Lighting, refrigeration—it um, goes on. and They're going to need more food. This makes absolutely uh, no yeah. no sense to me. And I appreciate if you can clarify it, sure. just sure, sure. for me to see any kind of semblance of um, uh, well, okay, of something that makes sense.
0: Well, let, let, me, let me let me take let me take a shot at it. So I think, uh, Paula, uh, I agree with you. There's not a great deal of consistency in what these liberals say or do, because they live in an unreal, silly world, you know, where money grows on trees and uh, we should let let criminals out. And if you let them out of jail, they're going to become good boys and girls. But I mean, the reality is, I I don't know how much that has to do with the human contribution one way or the other. Right, and we're one they're, they're world. Around, they're around anyway, <laughs> yeah, and they're going to be taking up some kind of energy wherever the heck they are. Uh, here's the, here's uh, what I I would say, and uh, I, I don't buy that it's been proven that human activity uh, has much to do with uh, what is going to happen and that the best answer to it is not the billions and trillions we want to spend, which is basically a redistribution of money and guys like, like uh, um, Carrie, get rich. I think we should deal with whatever changes take place and adapt.
2: I have a very open mind when it like comes to past. climate change. When we think when we had an ice age, there was hardly anybody on the earth. And when we had high heat, We went through these cyclic changes. We've only started recording weather in the last couple hundred years. So we have no idea really what contributes to drastic changes. The greenhouse gases are real, but I find it's very little from human beings. It's really, we have these methane gases that are released from the core of this earth that are coming up through lakes and other places. That might contribute more, and that might be a natural phenomenon that would already take place yes, you know yeah, we yeah, just yeah. don't know and the, and the so-called scientists who say that it's it's human beings now if you talk about pollution we own that we own the garbage on the street
0: a, and we've done a good job with pollution when yeah. you look, when you think of american cities that were polluted 30 years ago and you look at them now they're really yeah. great and all you have i've been to beijing and i've been to you know cities in india you want to see pollution mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about first, first, um, the first night I was in New Delhi. I went outside with my friend and I had a cigar, and he was laughing, laughing, laughing. And I said, "What are you laughing at me for? What's that, something wrong with my cigar?" He said, "Looking back at you and back at me after 15 minutes of cigar smoke was all my cigar smoke." hadn't moved
2: oh wow
0: it hadn't moved i took a picture of it It didn't come out it's like americans
2: suffering with all these
0: hadn't moved now these people continue to do this it's not gonna make any difference right and you can't ask them not to do it because they're developing countries it's the only way they can develop i think the answer is first of all if the earth gets warmer if that's the direction they're talking about because they even fudge on that now they call it climate change not global warming more people live than die if that happens, more people die from cold by a great factor than, than warmth. So uh, when you consider the adapt, adapt adaptations that we make to changes in the climate, what the adapt, major adaptation we have to do is to build better and more effective dams. Flooding is the major issue. So you've got to deal with the flooding. We have it anyway. It expands. What happens, however, is we get a great deal more food. We get a great deal more farmland.
2: Absolutely. And
0: uh, we can feed a lot more people. And we can have bigger families again. Oh, man, the liberals hate that. (laughs) Well, thank you
2: for having me on, Mr. Mayor. Well, well,
0: uh, I'm glad to have you, and, and thank you very much for helping us illustrate these issues. And we'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts. Thank you, Dr. Maria, and thank all of our guests.
1: The former mayor of New York City, Rudy
0: Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. It, it is time for the mayor's final thoughts brought to you by, sponsored by, Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's where you go to make your $11 a month contribution so that uh, Tunnel to Towers uh, and the Sillers can uh, build smart homes for those uh, uniform members who are catastrophically injured or can uh, make out the check to pay off the mortgage if, God forbid, uh, one of our uniform members is lost in the line of duty, trying to protect us and to save our lives. And please, there's nothing more important that you can be doing with that money. Believe me. Now, I'm going to uh, devote my fi- final thoughts to um, to um, something that I mean came up uh, just a, a, a moment ago because there there's a very interesting uh, very interesting quotation in the Wall Street Journal. And it is from federal, the the governor of the Fed, uh, Christopher Waller. And what, what he said is quote, climate change is real, but I do not believe it poses a serious risk to the safety and soundness of large banks or the financial stability of the United States. Climate risk by definition is slow moving and foreseeable. It'll be spread out over the next 80 years without sharp systemic shocks which means that we can adjust to it and of course this is the uh, wisdom you get from thousands and thousands of years of human history the planet has changed dramatically in that period of time it was once mostly water i guess huh and then it changed we were con- we were connected uh, we were a connected body apparently to russia and that changed, and major changes have taken place. A whole species of animals that existed no longer exist, like the, the dinosaur, for example. Uh, and then climate has changed, so it went from cold to warm, from flooding to freezing. And how do we deal with it? We didn't try to, we didn't, we didn't try to change the climate. <laughs> we changed our reaction to it. We changed how we could deal with it, how we could get the benefits that the change brought and minimize the the damage that it did. And in this particular case, a very good uh, uh, argument could be made that, you know, because this is a religion, not science, uh, nobody will allow you to make, which is the benefits may be greater than the detriments if it's handled correctly. Uh, Lomborg has been uh, writing this now and and studying this. To the the I, I, I believe he's Swedish, the Swedish uh, uh, scientist. He's been writing this now for about twelve to fifteen years. That uh, I mean, he's the first one that I remember pointing out that more people die by a great factor from cold from freezing than from warmth. So it should mean less deaths. And there is no question that although it will create flooding in certain areas it's going to extend the amount of land that can be used for agriculture by a lot and uh it it should take a lot of pressure off feeding the next generation and the generation after and the generation after and we don't have to we don't have to be involved in this almost uh uh i don't know i consider it machiavellian not even machiavellian sort of uh, <laughs> satanic control of population like we don't want human beings anymore You know, where people aren't having babies. Gee, come on. You want to to be happy in life? Have babies. It's going to make you happy. Maybe that's one of the reasons why people are so unhappy. Did you ever think of that? Maybe that's one of the reasons it's so unhappy. And the day after Mother's Day might be a good day to think about that. When you think about all those mothers... Who were able to see their children and were, uh, were involved with their children and what it meant to them and how fulfilled it made them feel about their lives. And then when you don't have that, maybe that's one of the reasons we're going through what I guess a lot of people describe as, as, as a period of depression because the whole, the whole, um, joy and, 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 and real happiness in life comes out, out of family and human relationships. Well. That's a pretty big thought. We'll follow up on it tomorrow. Tonight, I will be talking about the Durham report. Just go to Twitter or Facebook or one of those. God bless America.